Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of the Nosebleed AV Club, the first one of the year. We're coming to you from the past. <laughs> this is going to be pre-recorded. <laughs> Ghost of Christmas Past. Wait, Ghost of is Christmas this the spirited <laughs> Gotcha. It's spirited again. <laughs> We're not done. <laughs> Uh, my ever my ever like longing hell we're not done (laughs) so yeah spirited review too. electric boogaloo (laughs) so we're back we made it to 2024 today we're going to be taking you back to 2015 because we're going to be discussing the lobster starring Mm. colin farrell um if you haven't heard of this movie mr um voiceover guy will let you guys know what it's about So, VOG, take it away. In a dystopian near future, according to the laws of the city, single people are taken to the hotel, where they are obliged to find a romantic partner in 45 days, or they're transformed into beasts and set off into the woods. And that is the lobster. (laughs) And look, it's Janice. He's be, he's been a little whiny baby right now. Sorry. Um, Colin Farrell, man, needs no introduction. The guy can act his ass off. That is one talented actor. Um, notable roles as a recent the Penguin um, in the Batman movie. Um, he was in a movie that I really liked. Uh, it was like a comedic role. The Gentleman. Have you guys ever seen that? He plays like a not. like a gangster dude. The Penguin's actually the sequel to this movie. Hmm. I see what you did there. No, what I do? You know, animals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rachel Weisz played the short-sighted girl. Uh, So the thing about this movie is not a lot of characters had names. I think only three total had names. Um, One of them being Colin Farrell's character, and uh, we'll get to the other one in a minute. But Rachel Weisz plays the short-sighted girl. She is the love interest in this movie. Um, she's known for the Mummy movies, of course. Oz the Great and Powerful, and most recently, or not most recently, but more recently, Black Widow. Leah Seydoux is also in this movie. Um, she plays a character we'll get into later on. Uh, known for Death Stranding. Oh, is she? Amazing role. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She is so good in that game. Damn. I just realized that. She better be in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was kind of wondering. Like, are they going to, like, spend all of their budget on getting all those people back? <laughs> <laughs> um, how could you not? But anyways, she was uh, in the French Dispatch, Wes Anderson movie, um, and in Glorious Bastards. Okay. So, like all good things, we must begin at the beginning, right? <laughs> so, this movie, as you said, takes place in... It's either, like, a near dystopian future, or it's just, like, an alternate reality, like uncanny valley type of situation where it's just very it's very similar to the world we know today but just slightly different Mm -hmm. and how this movie is slightly different how this reality is slightly different is the way we view relationships so in this movie single people are viewed very much as secondary citizens this movie basically over exaggerates the the societal the societal emphasis that we put on relationships and being in relationships and having that like standard like um like not necessarily nuclear family like type of dynamic but like you know like just that whole dynamic of being 
somebody with somebody and maintaining the norm of society, you know, you know, and like, if you're not with somebody, you're almost seen, you know, you're literally treated as a secondary citizen and, you know, it could be seen as like, you know, rebellious or like breaking the law. How do you guys view the world created here? Because I don't know, like, there's we can't really talk about the movie without its first esta- like talking about the world that they established with within, within mm-hmm. this movie. Because mm-hmm. I think that's like a big part of this movie, and especially like the rules that this movie lays out for the world that we are experiencing this story in. For me, like, I definitely think that this type of world is very interesting, and I think it definitely isn't too far off from how we actually treat people in relationships versus people not in relationships Mm -hmm. in the actual world and vice versa, right? Like how people who are single view people that are in relationships, right? Like this movie does a good job of basically establishing the two opposite ends of view here where it's like, if you're single, you're a secondary citizen, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to live a normal life. Your life will be much harder because it's, as the movie says, easier to do things when there's two, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, versus the single people and how they view people in relationships where they view them as like very surface level. Uh, they view them as like, you know, um, basically just a mean, like it's not, there's not really any human. It's just because societal standards why you're in this relationship. And there's a part in the movie where they try to make that point like very uh, apparent. And, like, they very much value their individualism so much that you're not even allowed to flirt with people. You know, you have... When you are a loner, you have to be a loner. You know, so I think the way that the, that Yorgos, like, establishes this world... Like, how do you even come up with something like this, right? Like, I think it's very interesting. And then the whole concept of, like, turning them into animals. And that's why there are certain animals that exist in the world that are a lot of them. And there's certain animals that there's very little of them. Because people are so basic or lack creativity or just choose what they think is the most convenient, easiest thing, you know, and I think this movie does a great job of having characters and making a compelling story where the characters in the story do not have any nuance to them at all. Another thing about this movie and the world that it establishes, and this is kind of a consistent thing in Yorgos's movies, if you've seen any of his other work, everybody speaks very matter of fact in this world. There is no... There's no nuance to anything that anybody's saying. They very much are just saying what they are feeling, what they and what they, you know, what they want to say. And there's that's it. You don't have to read between the lines between uh, of what anybody's saying. There's no subtext. I I thought that was all very these are all very interesting ways to go about this movie. Everything that you kind of said like are things that uh I I um picked up on in the movie, obviously. Um, a lot of... Uh, one, I don't really know the director. I don't know any of his work. So I didn't know that the, I guess, lack of emotion behind their speaking was is maybe on purpose or that's just his style. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, to, you know, not knowing the director and if that's like a stylistic choice, um, to me, I thought it was uh, something that was like on, I guess, a, a theme throughout just this particular film as far as like lacking emotions mm-hmm. and how that plays in the part of their um, seeking relationships without substance, really. Uh, you know, so emotions are a very important part in relationships, right? So to have that 
also be removed from the film essentially uh i thought was on purpose as far as like keeping on theme with that uh i've watched this killing of a sacred deer which is another movie he's done which like that that movie's like like its own thing that movie maintains the same kind of very dry way of speaking and very <laughs> straight to the point and then i haven't seen it but from my understanding his other movie that predates this one i believe called the favorite also features this style of like dialogue so i this definitely is like a stylistic choice <laughs> in how he approaches a lot of his movies um i don't know if it's something that he does for all every single one of his movies but at least those three i think it is the case uh, as a stylistic choice do you know if it's like uh on purpose or rather connected to the storyline or something like yeah that? yeah i definitely think he it's a it's definitely a choice just because especially like to how it services the movie so for example mm. in this movie it's very much people are just kind of doing things because either society tells them that they have mm-hmm. to do there's like no thinking behind it they're just yeah. acting you know so when you're just acting you kind of just say things per those actions you don't really you know there's not really any like i said like nuance to what you're saying like what you're saying is what what you're saying and that's it there's no double entendres or anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um and then for like the killing of the sacred deer like without getting into too much about that movie i'm just like to me it works in the same way, just in a different context. This is within the context of love versus in the killing of a sacred deer. It seems like it's more in the context of like spiritualism. I don't really like, it's really hard to explain that movie. It's Mm -hmm. that's probably one of the most difficult watches I've ever had. But I think in this movie, it also serves definitely towards the comedic effect. Like the way that characters speak is fucking Mm -hmm. hilarious to me with just like how matter of fact, they say things. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, it's just treated as normal. Yeah, I did definitely find it to be um, humorous that that it was like that. Uh, I wasn't sure at the beginning because, like, what? Why is he talking like that? Um, but yeah, so uh, as a stylistic choice, I think it worked for what the con- or the theme was for the story. Um, I, I wanted, to, I guess, I wanted to kind of say how there's they've taken they've taken themes that are very simple, and I think you've kind of mentioned this before when we're talking about. Um, Swiss Army Man. Uh, Swiss Army Man. Taking really simple themes and then like running with it. And then so I feel like this movie did that as well. As mm. far as like a society, you know, it's almost expected. Well, in some cultures is expected of you to be in a relationship at a certain age, get a home, have kids, da da da, et cetera. Um, and I feel like that's part of this. You know, mm. uh, uh, as a society, we just kind of fall in the trap, if you will, of we need to hit these certain milestones in our lives, you know, uh, to, to fit in, to yeah. be normal. Right. And so that's what I feel like is what this movie was doing, but to the extreme, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I thought that was very interesting that they, that's how they went about it. And like, this was what the story was and how it could very well be like this, you know, in the future, who knows? Especially like you take into consideration, like things like arranged marriages that very mm-hmm. much exists in this world. And like, this isn't too far off from that. It just has a little bit more of an element of a choice, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. you kind of don't have a choice because if you don't find a partner, you get turned into an animal. And it's mm-hmm. very, it's even though this is a norm, it's still made very clear that everybody fears this outcome. Yeah. You know, nobody mm-hmm. wants to, that to mm-hmm. happen to them, you know, to the point where people do like lie or try to force something out of convenience, you know, mm-hmm. because of that fear. 
Like, what, what about you, Matt? What did you think? Um, I wanted to hear what you guys thought because I don't care for this world. Um, mm. The rules are unclear. The, the movie sets up all these, these rules, never really tells us why. Why do they need to be paired, right? Why is this such a big thing? Um, I understand that this could be seen as a uh, commentary on society. I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, well, why are you telling me that these people need to be paired up? Why do they get sent to this place in particular to find a mate? And why do they only have 45 days? What, what, con- how did they land on that number? Like, why is it this the way it is? And is it only in this city? Is it the world or is it just this isolated place? And you can say that they don't really need to. They just want to focus on the characters. Sure. But again, if you're establishing this, this world, I want to know why it is the way it is. Mm. And this movie, to me, underdelivered on the premise. Because the whole, the whole thing, the whole grabbing point of this movie is, if you don't find a lover, you get turned into an animal. Okay. Weird, but sure. They, they never show you once someone actually getting turned into an animal. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me. Because it's like, well, how do we know for a fact they're getting turned into an animal, right? Mm. Like, they're just assuming this is true. We're, as an audience, are just assuming this is true. A movie that showed us people getting turned into animals, which was not a part of the premise, sorry to bother you. (laughs) Like, they legit showed me that. Yeah, these guys get turned into horses with, like, fucking huge-ass schlongs. And this, I never felt like the consequence was there because they never showed it. They only teased it. That's the selling point of the movie, right? You get turned into an animal. Like, what the fuck? That's weird. Why? How do they even do that? It never once shows us that. And there's other things where it's like Colin Farrell's character, he's at that hotel because his wife left him, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the rules? Are you married and then you can cheat? You can, you know, be with someone else? Like, is that a thing that you can do? Like, I thought you're being paired with this person and... You know what I mean? So then at that point, it's like, okay, but where do kids come from then? Are these just fucking orphans where parents like <laughs> split up and die? Like, like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just me because like, that's where I personally find a lot of the humor in it from is like, it's like, sure, sure. You could cheat on somebody, but all they value is the fact that you're in a relationship. Right. If you get cheated on and but, you're the victim of being of adultery. Yours now downgraded to a secondary citizen. And then the fact that they just assign kids to people because they feel like it'll strengthen okay. their relationship. It's just like, so it, then at, it, it's at what, all these things that we've been told yeah, all okay. of our lives. Got right? you. But at what point does that rule come into effect? Like at what age is it like, okay, yeah, you need to find a partner. You need to go to this hotel and find someone, or we're going to turn you into an animal. At what age does that kick in? And also mm-hmm. what's happening to those? Too, Cause like, the, the the best friends like I was exactly like, they're they, they were young. young like yeah why are you here <laughs> exactly <laughs> they were younger and and i don't know how deep we want to get into it i i think i'm just answering the question about the world um because this mm. is a movie of two halves there's just so many questions that don't get answered nor does it deliver on and it's mm. just like all right what was the point of that like cool you got me in and now i'm just watching this mid-ass movie so, I mean, so I think it's maybe safe to say that, like, we probably can infer what your opinion of it. So is. I'll just like, I'll, I'll lightly spoil it. Um, to me, it, it was hard not to compare this to Swiss Army Man because of the subject matter. 
because of the studio mm-hmm. and because of um, just it having a message about society, right? And like norms and what and whatnot. To me, this movie reminded me of Swiss Army Man, but without the the toilet humor. You you take out the toilet humor from Swiss Army Man and you replace it with the, the humor from Napoleon Dynamite. And that's what this movie felt like to me. Where it was very awkward interactions, <laughs> just very dry speaking, very literal. You know what I mean? Just like people mm-hmm. just talking kind of at each other more so than to each other. Um, and I knew exactly how I felt after this movie. <laughs> Whereas in Swiss Army Man, I had to like simmer had to think about it. This, I, I knew where I stood in this movie. What initially prompted us to watch this movie is that when we were talking about different things we could do, uh, this one got, had you intrigued just based off of like how weird it was and just the plot. And I think mm-hmm. you even watched the trailer and you were kind of... Oh, no, I didn't like, watch okay. the trailer. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch the trailer. Okay, but like the premise intrigued you and the promise mm-hmm. of it being like a weird movie mm-hmm. because, you know, is kind of what reeled you in. So... One, did this meet your weird movie criteria? And two, like, how did you feel about it? Yeah. Um, so wh- I actually have a question. Um, was this a theatrical released movie? Yeah. It, oh. it was like, um, it like came out twice. It was like released twice. Oh. Like, I think there was like okay. a, maybe like a limited release and then like a more, you know, uh, worldwide release. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea. I thought it was one of those indie films, and that's kind of why I kind of forgave it a little bit with how with the weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could, could consider it like an indie film, right? A twenty four. I don't know. Kind of, it's that vibe. I mean, it's definitely Art-housey. got the vibe. Like it's like I mean, Colin Farrell's a pretty big name actor. Yeah, so. yeah. But, but I, I mean, mean there's other actors, actors in indie yeah. films all the time. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that's uh, you know, watching the movie. That's what I had in mind. That it was somewhat of an indie film Mm -hmm. so i was kind of prepared and and set my expectations that way so how did it do (laughs) it was it it, it like met my expectations of weirdness i could understand what's going on without being like what the fuck is this did Um, you did you need that did you need to understand like it's like it feels like matt like really came away mm -hmm. with more questions and that's kind of what it's not necessarily question like it it raises questions but Mm-hmm. My thing is what 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 the fuck was the point of that? And like why are they in the situation they're in? Like why are the loners loners? Why are they in the in the fucking forest when we clearly yeah. see them infiltrate the city sometimes? Like it's like, just like I had quite I had I definitely had some of the same questions and I was definitely just probably as confused as you were. Um but with the very limited knowledge of what the movie was about. And then having watched it, I, I guess I wasn't so, I don't want to say up in arms because you're not up in arms about the movie. No, uh, it's just you, you like... just have You just have a lot of questions. And I feel like I already knew I was going to have a lot of questions. And some of the questions I know are also just like things you just have to accept in the movie because mm-hmm. of the world that they're in. Um, we only do that for holiday movies. <laughs> uh, but you know for this for this movie it's like it's it's very specific in the type of uh i guess way of living for these people that it's already set up that essentially to have them be like these are the rules of our society in the very beginning of the movie would be weird was the dialogue at all uh did it bother you guys at all like how it was delivered because mm-hmm. i feel like that's the biggest uh, barrier for a lot of people to get over is how mm. the dialogue. Uh, no, just because um, of Napoleon Dynamite, 
of the office. Mm. Just I didn't these, even like, think of it that way. And now that you brought it up, I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's just dry. Because <laughs> I didn't particularly humor. like Napoleon Dynamite as far as like it being as funny as people thought it was, mm-hmm. specifically because of that type of delivery. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is what it is. Like, I think by this point, people were kind of desensitized to it. Like, it's just our generation's humor, I suppose, where we, we find that funny, that dryness, that just mm-hmm. bluntness, that aloofness almost. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it is funny and in, in by its yeah. nature to us. The dialogue is one of the uh, better parts of the movie for me. It's one of the two mm-hmm. things I really enjoyed about this movie. I definitely, uh, to what Landon was saying earlier, do think that this is a movie that deserves multiple watch-throughs, or at least if you were to maybe gain an appreciation uh, for it, I think it would probably take multiple watch-throughs. I'm not saying you have to. If you don't, if you if you're very much determined that it's not your cup of tea, then so background. you know, like I think that is fair. Like I don't think I would necessarily say this is something you have to watch. Yeah. So know, my background like, with this movie is before we even I when this came out on streaming so many whatever years ago probably around the time it came out i gave it a chance because the 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 premise was interesting um i don't remember how far i got because it was so long ago but i did initially start the movie um stopped it at some point never went back to it until we decided to do it for this podcast so mm-hmm. in total i watched this movie like two and a quarter times yeah this is probably my third or fourth time watching this movie i want to say and then Landon, this you only watched it once. Yeah, I only watched it once, but I'm down to watch it again to kind of understand a bit more. Because mm-hmm. um, it's still the the whole premise of the movie is still very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and after having read like articles of like explaining things, then I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of felt these uh, um, points in the movie happen, and they happen for these reasons. And so I kind of wanted to, I guess validate that (laughs) what i thought (laughs) yes so part of like if i was to like recommend this movie to people or if like i was to give like a tip for people that maybe would help them in their viewing experience of it again i'm not saying a movie like needs that like if you are one of those people that feels like why should i have to have a tip to watch a movie i should just be able to enjoy for what it is like that's fair i totally understand but i would just say this like like matt was saying this movie does just throw a lot of world building at you without any explanation. So you are kind of the just hit the ground running with it. I would probably say to people like, just kind of take those for what it is. Like, don't necessarily think too much on that. Like, yeah, if you were to think about it, you could probably break apart the parts of the world, the world building that don't make sense. But I would say more just kind of focus in on like the littler details of the world, like the inner workings of the world and how people function is really like the interesting part about this movie and where a lot of the humor comes from. Things like sex, where there's a lot of taboo behind those things and having sex with somebody and like there's all this build up to it. It's treated very much like a non thing here. People talk very freely about it. They talk very straightforward about it. There's a uh, there's a part where Colin Farrell's character and Rachel Weiss are just describing, like Rachel Weiss is describing the intimate sex that they have, but like in a non-intimate way. It's just very much like he bent me over and fucked my ass. Like that was her dream. Like that. What's up? That was her dream. She had a dream about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like she's explaining this fantasy to to us, but like in a very matter of fact way where there's no embarrassment or no hesitation at all to just go into it there's a lot of moments throughout this movie where it just handles that shit it just talks about it like one of my favorite parts in the movie 
is like when he meets up with John, the the limp guy, and uh, John C. Riley's character, the lisp guy, mm-hmm. and they go out. And then there is no such thing as small talk in this movie. Like they just say everything and get straight to the point. And John C. Riley is like, "Hey, did you see John's leg? Because he has like a weird leg that you know that he it reveals why." He has a limp later on. And then Colin Farrell's character just looks like, oh, yeah. And then nothing <laughs> yes, else. Cut, nothing, cut. Nothing Next scene. Is said. That shit gets me every fucking time. And then there's the other scene where John's explaining how his mom came there years ago and failed. And she turned into a wolf. Mm-hmm. And he would go to visit her every day. And then one time he like really wanted to get close to her. And he gets attacked by all the other wolves. And he mentions that there were two wolves that didn't attack me. So I would imagine that my mom was one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like so fucking sad. And so just straightforward. It's just fucking hilarious to me. So like the little things about like that. Little details of how they just kind of rationalize things. And everyone is just so logical with how they view things. Like I think that's what creates the humor in this world, not necessarily the logic of the world itself, just the people and how they live within it. How did his mom end up in the zoo? They released him into the forest. <laughs> she got, well, they, oh. they said, he said that they shipped her to a zoo. Yeah. How so I don't know what the that? logic is. Behind, <laughs> see, so here's the thing, right? Like what you're what Matt's saying, like how do they decide who gets shipped off to the zoo versus who they just let off into the forest? Also who goes to the zoo to see wolves? <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it There's funny, no dude. Wolves, dude. <laughs> <But> okay. <laughs> it's just so fucking. And then, like, there's like the part where she's explaining like how everybody just chooses to be a dog outright. So that's why there's an abundance there's so of many dogs. dogs. <laughs> I heard he's basic. <laughs> or like, well, make sure if you like were to choose something, you choose something that is as close to you as possible. Because like, you know, a hippopotamus can never be with a camel. That would be preposterous. <laughs> because like what's preposterous in this world right like it's just (laughs) just shit like that i think is just how the movie kind of it's almost like the movie purposefully is trying to like either contradict itself or just set up these really uncanny juxtapositions you know i guess with that let's like just full spoiler talk like just give me your like your like your impressions of the movie your full like impressions of the movie did you like it let's start with that (laughs) I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. Um, And like I said, I would watch it again. I do want to kind of just take it in more and and really understand what's going on. Um, I watched it with Nikki. um, So we kind of (laughs) talked about it as it was happening. Um, Does she have your same pension for like weird movies? No. <laughs> she was was pretty much just like, yeah, what the fuck was this? What's the point of this? Did she uh, like it? I don't think so. I don't know if she maybe she was very neutral about it. I don't know. Mm. Um, I guess a better question is did she enjoy it? I don't think she did. Um, I enjoyed it for it being uh, uh an interesting movie. Um it makes I like when movies make me think as well, right? Um so definitely this is one of those movies that did that did that. Uh and having to kind of look beyond the very I guess basic theming in the movie as far as um you know just just get they just need to get a relationship 
within a certain amount of days. Uh, and if not, they turn to an animal. That's such a weird thing to ha- have been like that's that's the story of this movie like as if the movie wasn't weird enough they also like that premise alone is weird enough but then they also introduced like a call of duty ass angle yeah where they go on hunts and shit. i was like what? when they said lo- when they have to kill a loner i literally thought that meant like they're loaning people's bodies and like when we saw those bodies on the floor i told nikki i was like oh yeah they're not dead they're just like out mm-hmm. cold technically they are but they're they're gonna yeah. die yeah but i was just like Oh, they're just loaning their bodies. Like, oh, no, no, no. Loner, like they're alone. I, I understood <laughs> that later on. I Let's see. The And we did talk a lot about how they spoke in the movie. And I thought it was interesting because, like for myself and Nikki, we work with people on the spectrum. And it's very spectrumy as far as like how they talk, just very as a mm-hmm. matter of fact. So I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. And I'm curious to know how a person on the spectrum, if they were to watch this movie, like how they would kind of understand things. So the whole, like, them, people turning into animals, I don't think that's a thing. Like, this is my own, like, thoughts behind it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that that is what happens. That is just a scare tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they possibly do something else with the dead body. I think I the, uh, the thing on the internet was, like, they were harvesting organs. It was, like, okay, a, see, a working theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that could... You know, because, uh, yeah, uh, how the fuck you turn humans into animals? I don't know. Because it didn't seem like that the world that they've created, like, we could believe that they could do that. Because mm-hmm. they didn't do anything else, like, completely, you know, un- you know, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I mean, that portion of it. Officers, like, questioning people on whether or not they're single isn't, like, unbelievable. That's not unbelievable. That's no, not, not that un- no. Turning from human if, to animal? Again, if, that's unbelievable. Yeah, like, if you're going off the <laughs> rules of the world, that's the least of the crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, like in that's this literally world. just speaking. That's yeah, yeah. that's nothing. <laughs> but well, like, I'm talking turning... comparative I'm talking comparatively to our world. Like Oh no, no. I'm not comparing anything to our world. Just like literally mm-hmm. their world itself was very, very much just normal world with different rules. And then this whole thing turning animals or turning humans into animals. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? They're not witches. I don't know. Like <laughs> they're <laughs> um so I don't that that to me, I was like, no, that's not a thing. They're not really doing that. Because even when they said, like, um, explain how they did it, I'm like... If the whole turning into an animal thing was actually the plot of the movie, then mm-hmm. I would maybe agree to you that we could look to some sort of, like, subtext there or, like, misleading going on there. But mm-hmm. this movie really isn't about that at all, right? It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with that process. Like Matt said, they don't focus it on it but at that's all. that's the whole selling point of the movie. It's that's not, the though. only like, reason why you watch this it's movie. The, it's the premise that of the is. movie. It's, it's the, the only reason you watch this movie. I was really waiting for them to show us the whole process of it happening. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was listen, like, if, that's, <laughs> if that's what your impression of the movie was, maybe it's it's uh, you know a fault of the synopsis or the trailers or whatever, like how it's marketed. But like this movie, like ha- has really nothing to do with them turning into animals. So why they would even have like some fake conspiracy going on in the background like it doesn't really make sense to me for them to do that like really the whole them turning into animals thing is just a means to create a sense of fear to give this movie to give this movie a driving point for the characters to do what they're doing in the movie you know like whether or not it's actually happening like i mean i guess sure if you want to question it that's fine but it's kind of pointless to like, it doesn't add or subtract anything to it, you know? 
Oh, I, uh, I, I, I would debate disagree. that it does. Because yeah, if I it didn't have that, that aspect to the movie, if it didn't have that aspect yeah, to but, me, I would not care about the movie. Sure, but where in the movie do they even make it seem like it matters whether it's happening or not happening? They talk about it throughout they, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but they don't ever talk about it not happening throughout the movie. There's never a hint it's because of them. They don't, they don't know either. That's no, but, the thing. But they don't yeah. even question it. That's the thing. Like, Yeah, and I, I would have liked that part part of the movie to to have been shown more if it was a, a bigger thing as as Austin trying to trying to kind of bring up. Mm-hmm. Um it would have made for a more weird movie for me to to like it even more. Uh I like that sort of weird aspect uh, of of these types of movies uh when they show like just outlandish things like that. Like who thought of that? You know what I mean? But because it wasn't shown in this movie, then it's just like, it's missing just a little bit for me to be like, yeah, I really like that. But definitely I had a lot of questions throughout. I don't know if I need them to be answered per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with these movies, they they try to get the, the audience to question a lot of things um, and have your own kind of theory about why things happen, why it ended a certain way, you know, so that there's, it's just really kind of open-ended. And so it that kind of can push forward why someone would like it or not like it, right? Depending on how they kind of uh, interpreted what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, yeah, this movie, I, I enjoyed the first half. The first half is the most interesting part of this movie because it totally switches tones. It switches up the story, um, I think, in the second half. So the, the whole selling point of this movie is the fucking fact that they, they turn them into animals. That's the intriguing part. That's the off-the-wall part. Um, and the fact that, again, you don't really see it kind of is disappointing because, again, it's it leaves us to even... Even if you personally believe it is happening and in the rules of the world kind of establish that, it does make you wonder, like, is it actually happening? Because we had the perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to see it when he was about to turn the fucking bitch that killed his yeah. brother. <laughs> the sociopath. Yeah, into a yeah. fucking animal. And then he goes, oh, well, you know what? Never mind. Like, we did something else. And it's like, well. So, like, why would he play along into it, though, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, because he was a victim of it. Right. But, again, like, show us that. Show us that, like, because we're just going to, like, if you want us to just take it, sure, fine. I'll accept it. But at the same time, people are going to question it. Like, that's part Ew. of watching movies. You know what I mean? Like, when, when that part happened, I imme- immediately thought that's what he was going to do. And then he was just like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, this movie to me, it it's very, we live in a society. You know what I mean? Like, it's very mm-hmm. kind of up its own ass in like, oh, yeah, this is a commentary on society. Like, why should we, you know, have to find a partner? Why should we do this and that and that? Which mm-hmm. I don't remember what 2015 was like, but if sure maybe that was like a a hard-hitting statement now or then but now the message that kind of falls flat just because of how independent people are nowadays how relationships aren't even really that sacred (laughs) you know there's constant talks of people Mm -hmm. cheating on each other you know having side relationships like what have you so in that aspect i feel like this message is kind of like okay yeah sure Okay, but I feel like it makes it almost more interesting because, like, like what if we did apply today's society to this rule set? It's like most you are now having to force people in a world where everything is a lot more free mm-hmm. and a lot more less committal. But like, the thing what is, with if this the movie, commitment was established on them, the thing is, you know, with this movie, like, it, it 
it sets up that question like, oh, why should we do this? But then it doesn't really have a resolution. There's no resolve. It just yeah. po poises mm -hmm. the question. And then this movie sets you up on this whole thing and it doesn't have the gall to have an actual fucking ending. <laughs> it leaves it open ended. So it's like, what is the message here? Is it true love doesn't exist? Because everyone that was in a relationship kind of like lied their way to be in a relationship because of the rules of this this world. Is that a commentary on society's expectations? Like, is that what that's going for? I mean, um, I think it's like the movie is really like, I mean, if you're looking for a resolution, then like, like yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. The movie does it. It leaves it open ended. I think that's I was personally like, it's you know, it, like when I first watched this movie, like, yeah, I probably was I was also looking for an end. Right. Probably had a lot of the same questions that you guys had. I think that's why I feel like this movie benefits from multiple watches, because you kind of mm -hmm. learn to like just be OK with that. OK. And like, what do we have here? What no, it's, is it's actually fine, here? but it's just you like, know? why would I even bother watching this movie again? Like, you're not going to. And that's the thing, right? Like. Your that's message. Fine. If that's where you draw the line. Like that's where you draw the line. And at but, least, like for those, for those that do come back, though, mm -hmm. I think there there is something to be gained for those that do come back. It's just a matter of getting over that hump of why would you want to come back or do you want to come back? You know, for Landon, it worked. He does want to come back. Mm -hmm. You know, for I you maybe like it doesn't. It would have benefited from having a very specific ending, just so that it would have had that like message at the end yeah, of like that's just what we're kind of searching at least for. fucking how, like how how would you end like what's the ending like what's a definitive if, if, if he decided to literally blind himself yeah i'll be like okay then i would actually watch it again and be like okay why did he do that let me see what the message really is but because there was no definitive ending then it's mm -hmm. like okay i'll have my own theories of what this movie could have been about i just don't know if that's what it was and that's mm -hmm. what makes me so just like Empty? So like to me, that's <laughs> why it's like it? better that you don't see that because it's like you make up, you come to your own conclusions on if you're so if you're the kind of person <laughs> who thinks he did blind himself, then, you know, he you're probably an optimist, right? You're somebody that thinks that like, oh, like he but did I, find true love. He is willing to do this for this woman. He just, you know, that's a very life altering decision, you know, compared to like they even mentioned this in the movie where there's some things that are worse than others. Some punishments worse than others. Yeah, like yeah. a kick to the leg is better than like what is, I forget the example they use, but like sticking your like your hand <clears> getting <throat> crushed or whatever they said or getting shot, right? Like that would be the ultimate sacrifice. But there is nothing in his character that would say that he would do that, right? Like he is very much so, a coward. Yeah, he does things by like just the logical choice. Mm -hmm. And what is the logical choice? She's blind anyway, so she's never going to be able to really tell. So maybe you just go on, continue lying. And he, you'll, you'll also see that he's falling out of love with her because the one little tiny surface level thing that they had in common, they no longer have in common. He, it's not I there I think that's anymore. also, that's also a testament to having it be so open-ended because you thought that way. I didn't think that way. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, that it, it, because he did stay with her and actually like help her out of the, the resistance, if you will, um, and try to actually bring her into the city and mm -hmm. resume their life together. Like that shows me that he did love her. It didn't matter that she was blind. You know, he may have thought about it for a split second of like, you know, when he just stopped showing her objects, like, okay, I'm done with you. Like he, he may have had that. And who hasn't had that in the relationship of like, 
I don't know if this is going to work, you know, Mm -hmm. like, because he actually followed through and actually brought her to the city and then did all the things. And then we end up with the stupid ending of him being like, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, what the fuck? But then again, what he did. But then again, it's also like she, she she probably doesn't even really love him because she was like, why are you blinding me? Blind him. Yeah. You couldn't blind him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. like it goes to the point of like all these things are based off of surface level connections that they have. Right. So my, this is my thing, right? It's just, if you're going to, be all hoity-toity and be all smart-ass and, and question why we do these things. Give me a fucking definitive answer on where Just you give me fucking a, yeah. stand. Where that's, you fucking that's stand. That's what I would have liked. You know what I mean? Don't let me decide where you stand. You tell me. I'm watching your mm-hmm. fucking movie. You're trying to get a message mm-hmm. across. You tell me what the fuck that message is. Um, but moving on from even that, um, there was just no fucking sympathetic characters in this movie. Like, I had no reason to give a fuck about anyone. The only thing that you can... Like maybe sympathize with was his brother dying because I was just so fucking cold. Yeah. But other than that, is he fucking likable? Not really. I forgot is to give you guys the likeable? warning about that. Not I honestly really. I know. It's like, like, like why am I seeing dead no, animals? Yeah. <laughs> I honestly forgot that that part even happened. We don't need to like, see oh. that. Well, that's right. I, I'll, I'll see yeah. a person be turned into an animal, but I don't want to see a dead dog. They like, could have just shown her fucking <laughs> leg and message received. Got it. Yeah, the bloody leg. Yeah, you kicked the shit out that dog. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> but like, Damn. there was just no reason for me to care about any of these characters um, because everything was so surface level. It's just like, okay, whatever. Like, whatever happens to you happens to you. So, I mean, that's a lot of like where the movie was lost on me. I did like a few things about it, though. The cinematography was amazing. Every shot mm-hmm. was fucking gorgeous. Um, and I believe they didn't really use any like lighting for it. It was like mostly natural light. Natural light, yeah. Yeah, so the movie itself was fucking beautiful um the humor hit hard the humor was fucking hilarious all the like the actual mm-hmm. jokes where my favorite one is where he kicks the little girl yeah. <laughs> says, Look, now you're more like your dad <laughs> great, and then when he's uh when he's bargaining with john c Riley's character he's like oh no you're my true friend uh, i yeah. i only remember yeah. you you're okay. the one i think of <laughs> like the jokes are really funny. Like this movie, like I'm, I'm hating on like what the story does a lot, but the jokes and the dialogue like really hit for me. That, that shit was funny. So overall, I thought it was okay. Um, the jokes landed. It was beautiful. But the story itself was just, it doesn't, it really wasn't done in an interesting way to me after that second half. That second half, I, I kind of like lost interest. For me, like, yeah, the movie definitely starts out strong. Like I think the movie, like the first half of the movie, I think is great. And like, I think the pacing is pretty good everything move like as long as you're along for the ride like i said like if you get over the barrier of like certain things like the dialogue or whatever i think pacing wise the movie works really well i do think once he leaves the hotel and he we start seeing like how the loners live i do think the movie really starts to like slow down for me it takes its time with a lot of things and maybe that's i mean not maybe like i mean it's for sure intentional you know because this is where you start to feel like he's actually developing like a bond with this woman, <clears throat> but at the same time, also introducing like the loners society and how they work and how their rules function and how it's just as backwards as the couple's mm-hmm. rules, you know, very literal metaphors throughout that part of this part of the movie, like the digging your own grave. I feel like the movie kind of loses its pacing here where it's not as tight. There's probably a lot of things that could have been tightened up or cut, you know. I think a lot of them going into the town was kind of meandering a little bit, you know, like we get it. 
you know, like to Matt's point, like we live in a society, like it's not as interesting as all the stuff that is happening at the hotel. In I, my I wish it was just in the hotel. At the hotel. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wish the whole loner society wasn't really introduced because again, even mm-hmm. then it's just like, who made this bitch the leader? <laughs> like, that was one of my questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, I was like, who? If you <laughs> take all that away and if you just have the impending doom of the 45 days being up, I would much rather watch that movie than get Dude, that second fucking half. heartless woman's kill count is crazy. She racked up like a hundred oh something God. days. <laughs> yeah, for real. She was taking motherfuckers out, dude. She's literally a loner in the hotel. That's she's yeah. not looking for love. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, like even like it's like I think the way that her character I had a question too, too actually was really was really funny, really well done. Like just like yeah. completely stoic, heartless, like. <laughs> no motion. So, oh, go ahead. I don't know if they go into this in the movie. I might have missed it. Hotel staff, are they married? Are they with the, yes. the maid and the old man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the rest of the, the staff? Yeah. Are so they married the, the, people? The maid, well, the maid, I don't know if the maid and the old man like were necessarily the together, but the, she's with the, the actors. <laughs> yeah. I just figured that was him. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah. So, like, they're all productive members of society, so it's implied that they have, like, their couple. Because if not, they would be at the hotel themselves as, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, okay. answer I do have a question about the maid, though, because yeah, what was we see deal? him shoot her, <laughs> right? But then mm-hmm. there's also a maid that joins the loners. So, I'm like... That's the same maid. That's the same maid. He shoots his thought, wife, oh, who was, like, she the, was, like, the host. She was, like, the she host was, of the... Uh, she, She's, uh, an, undercover. She's okay. an undercover. So I was confused slightly because I was like, I thought he, she was just gone. Like, but she also, died, like, but whatever. That is glad you brought up the maid because it's like, what was her relationship with the loner leader? They had like, what? What was that? She was like their inside yeah, person. But they were like, when she fucking <laughs> dies, there's like, there's like there's a weird lesbian undertone. Yeah, yeah. I thought I had literally thought that was gonna happen because yeah. they they glazed on the the like homosexuality because like yeah. him being able to choose if he was heterosexual. That or was bisexual, another really funny. But joke. that was like taken out like I don't know how many years ago. I was like, oh damn, we just got rid of homosexuality just by like no, removing no, that as an of, option. No. They got rid of bisexuality, Landon. Homosexuality was still exists. Was still he just had to make a choice between. So you can only. Have two. It's yeah. only two. Yeah. Instead of the twenty Which, others that we have now. Again, like, like I think it's <laughs> fucking hysterical because this society leaves no gray in between. Yeah. Right. Like you would have to be one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. I thought that played into. I thought it was the, funny too. You know the world. I did. Um, um, speaking of the loner leader, though, did anyone else get the vibe that she was one of like one of like the random kids given to a couple, judging oh. off her parents? Because her dad was, like, very, I don't know what he was, but he was very, like, ethnic. Like, he was, yeah. like a, to, for lack she of was, a better term. She was a like and her had parents like a, were not. Yeah, like, yeah, her, so. her mom was, like, white. Her dad had, like, some sort of accent. So it made me think, like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe mm-hmm. she was one of those random kids given to a couple. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Potentially, right? And, like, it's never fully explained how the kids work in this. Because on the one hand, like, there's, we see instances of kids placed upon people, Right. And then in other hands, like they asked the under she asked the undercover girl to make sure she keeps taking her birth control. Right. Mm-hmm. So pregnancy is still a thing here. Mm-hmm. It's that's again one of those things where like you could poke holes through it, you know, like if you really thought about it or like ask these types of questions. And like I get like I don't have any problem with people that if they can't get over that or if it doesn't make any sense to them 
and that's something they hold against the movie like i yeah like who am i to tell you to not look deeper into something i would just say like with what the movie does give you looking into that and like how that makes you feel i feel like is the where the enjoyment from this movie comes from for me like to agree with matt like i definitely think the humor is a high point for this movie like there's so many jokes that just hit for me Mm -hmm. and like it's funny because like you watch a lot of like standard comedies a lot of the jokes are predictable a lot of things are you know you kind of come to expect from like actors you know like so for example with the spirited movie like matt was talking about how you kind of know what you're going to get from actors like Will Ferrell and Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, right? Like you you understand the types of humor that they do, the type of uh, comedies that they do and what they uh, excel in. You know, whereas like I like these kinds of unexpected comedies. I prefer them more. I like this. I like John C. Riley in this role. Like he is very much like a standard comedian. He is in a lot of standard comedies. He plays very specific characters a lot of time. And I like that. I love it when comedians, especially like step out of that comfort zone and go into different roles. Whereas this is still a comedy role, but it's very much very different from any other comedy role that John C. Rowley's played. To your point, Landon, like maybe it, it, even though it is not exactly like other comedy roles he's played, it's still like for a comedy, this still kind of fits him because. You know, John's a lot of John C. Riley's characters, if you look at them, they do kind of give spectrum vibes, <laughs> you know, to into what you're saying about this movie. You know, I think like off the top of my head, I think of like Talladega Nights, yeah. right? <laughs> you Step know, brothers. so <laughs> <laughs> So like, yeah, like this movie, I think definitely mm-hmm. the humor really hits for me. Like some of my favorite jokes how they ensure that they are always seeking a mate, like how they do the whole thing where the maid rubs the, her the ass pants. on their la- on their lap. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then like stops just short of them. Like, this is terrible. This is terrible. This is the worst. <laughs> or how they stick John C. Riley's hand in a toaster for masturbating. <laughs> yeah. That was, it's just like, fucking up it's just like oh my god or like when the lady the the biscuits lady jumps Mm -hmm. from the first floor you know the first floor from the first floor to her death and then the girl's like there's blood and biscuits everywhere (laughs) 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 it's like oh my yeah because like i love like this movie does so many of those things where it's like this really like hard to watch moment, right? Where she's just writhing in pain on the ground. And it's like, oh my God, this is like uncomfortable. Juxtaposed with like the heartless lady just being like Colin Farrell's character trying to like get her attention by being as yeah. heartless as possible. <laughs> <laughs> the humor really hits for me in this. I think the way they approach comedy is unlike any other comedy movie that I've seen in recent memory. You know, like even like since then since this movie's come out there's not a lot of comedies that tackle comedy in this way which i really appreciate so matt Mm -hmm. like what are so your biggest critiques for this movie is it like the world building it's the world building it's it's the the tone switch um just completely becoming a, a different movie in the second half which again i i hate to keep going back to this but the whole selling point the, the fucking animals <laughs> like that's the big thing um and and the fact that it kind of gets thrown away and it just becomes a uh will they won't they do they actually love each other do they not love each other like fucking hunger games shit like it's just kind of like oh like i wanted 
it, it became less weird at that point. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. all the weirdness yeah. of the movie is gone. All the quirkiness is gone. And now I'm just watching. I don't it became know, a rom com. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a rom com. Comedy rom com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like the absurdist element of it is gone now. And now it's yeah. just exactly what Landon said, which is why I kind of felt like the movie underdelivered because it's like you're promising me this weird thing. And I didn't really mm-hmm. get that. Like, yeah, the people mm-hmm. are weird, the rules are weird, but the actual movie at that point, not that weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so that's where it lost a lot of points for me. Okay, and then where do you stand on did he or did he not blind himself at the end of the movie? I was half expecting him to see him just walk past her in mm-hmm. the fucking when. Oh, okay, hold on. Speaking of like just interpreting things, when I was reading on this movie, people are so fucking dumb. They're like, <laughs> they're like, oh. She's not blind. She thinks the waiter. It's like <laughs> she, she has can hear ears. She has ears. Yeah. Like I could hear when someone's coming from my side and be like, oh hey, thank you. I could clearly hear you're doing something. That was like that was legitimate. Like people commenting that and like arguing it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But yeah, she even I mean, makes the comments of like her her other exactly they spell it like, out yeah. for you of the but one thing so- they spell out in the movie it's right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like he didn't do it mm-hmm. I feel like he didn't do it because the movie showed us that at the end of the day these characters are in it for self preservation just like mm-hmm. the the dentist yeah. guy so mm-hmm. I personally don't think he does it so one of the lines he says that I kind of took as him kind of realizing he's not as in love with her is when he's doing his final look with her. She's like elbows, knees, fingers, whatever. Right. So that he can see it for the last time. And then she goes, Oh, do you want to see my belly button? And he goes, he's Oh like, no, no I don't want to see your belly button. <laughs> no. <You know? laughs> like to me, it's like, it's an intimate body part in a way. Um, and the fact that he was like, nah, I'm good. I've seen it to me already was the sign that he's not going to do it. Like he doesn't, Actually, love I mean, there definitely like was a lot leading up to it that also implied that, right? True, like him but... not playing the blind game with her. <laughs> but that's, you know... It being like a two days or some shit like that. But like, you could argue that, you know, because it's an intimate thing, if he doesn't even have any sexual desires anymore, right? Like, mm-hmm. if that connection's already gone, especially in this world, then... Well, I feel like he redeemed himself, though, because when he figures out a way to communicate with her you know with their love language before like he just verbally says the actions that he would have done i thought that was just like oh he's trying to you know so to matt's point though that also just goes into self-preservation right because they still can't openly talk about leaving you know so it's him basically just telling her like we're still gonna leave and i'm gonna blind myself but i think that now that he's out like Mm -hmm. he's kind of free to do Whatever. He still needs her though, because he, he can't does. be in the society without a without a person. So, so I don't I don't think he would blind himself because that's stupid. Because then he, they both exactly. can't see. Like that's why I don't think he be, did it. He could tell her that he did it just so exactly. you know, you know. So and they, I they think still, yeah. everything they tell you about his character points to that, right? Like yeah. they leave it open for interpretation, so we can have conversations like this. Where we can say why we think he did it or didn't do it. We could write the ending for the fucking writer. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> we could write the ending for him. <laughs> we could choose your own Coward. adventure. Yeah. Choose your adventure. Coward. Yeah. So that, that would have been cool. <laughs> they can reintroduce this movie to Netflix to be able to choose, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. 
and then see what the outcome is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would mean, like this movie a hell of a lot more. A lot of the, the letterbox reviews of this uh, movie joke about it being like basically an extended episode of Black Mirror, <laughs> <laughs> which I could see. Landon, you're so initially from how you were talking about it, it seemed like you were saying that oh, you, sorry. you did do it. But it sounds like no, I was just saying that, that was an example it. of an ending. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also so, I mean, um, yeah. when he runs into John C. Riley, and he's like, oh, being a loner is great. You can masturbate whenever you want. Blah, 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 yeah. do all these things there's no him. one telling you what to do <laughs> i mean maybe he actually meant that too when he was saying that so maybe like he doesn't give a fuck about having her around or being a part of society even he just wants to go back be a loner fucking masturbate whenever he wants <laughs> not be tied to anyone <laughs> i would definitely say being a loner is probably out of the question since he basically killed, killed the leader. leader okay yeah. but then so now they're like, really alone <laughs> does he have to go back to them <laughs> like you know what I mean? Is that the only place he can go? Can he be a loner somewhere else? I mean, maybe. I mean, That's a whole definitely not, movie, too. Definitely not because, the city. They make it very clear that it's hard to get away with being But also, so so them going, even going back to the city, what was, like, do they just go, like, hey, we're a couple now, we're going to get married? And So, yeah. So, and yeah, they're fine? I think, because society, so it, society's made it very clear, right, that all they care about is that you're in a relationship. Right. So if they come back and they say, as long like we're in a relationship, we love each other. Like, I don't know. Do they care? Like, you know, they ha- they don't really establish like how that works. Yeah. Because right? like, like at the mall, mm-hmm. like they kind of touched on it. Like papers, the, right? The cop, yeah. Papers. And then then his, his wife came up and they was like, oh, no, you good. Yeah. You know, mean, that, that was good enough for him. And, but that's and at a like, certain point, all you do, all you have to do is just establish like, oh, we're we just we're a newly formed couple. We're getting our papers now. Right. Something like yeah. that. You know, so who's to say? So the fact right? that it was that simple for them to just be okay, and he didn't even do it, <laughs> like they they make it seem like that's not what they did, tells mm-hmm. me that they probably didn't end up. Well, together. it's like he could have just blinded himself. Maybe it's because he was an architect, right? So it's clear that he has money, or at least had some money. You know, I would assume he still has his money prior to him. You know, unexpectedly getting divorced, right? There would be no reason for him to lose that unless they seized his assets too. But, like, you chose the most painful way to fucking blind yourself, like, stabbing yourself in the goddamn eye. Like, Stare at the sun, bro. <laughs> you know, these loners These loners were able to fucking fund, you know, an eye surgery to blind her. Blind her. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like that would have been the obvious choice. Did they ever say why they even go to the city? Is it just to get supplies? To get supplies. Get supplies. And then for her, it gives her a way to see her family, I guess, Mm because it's obvious that she misses them. She was, she's a loner that doesn't want to be alone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) And like the fact that people form these relationships off of the most surface level, one little surface level thing, like a nosebleed or whatever. But then like he, they literally, uh, Colin Farrell's character, after the nearsightedness shit was gone, he literally couldn't find anything else for them to relate to. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty funny and like interesting. To, like, like obviously they probably have way more things in common, you know. If we're if we're gonna be that surface level, but like this movie walks around that and just says straight up, no, they don't. Uh, but okay, but landed generally favorable towards this movie. It sounded like more or less, just because yeah. it, it is a different uh, concept than I've mm-hmm. seen. So this movie starts out with like, I guess what you could call it like a cold opening that is very much up in the air interpretation. I want you guys to give me your best interpretation of what the beginning of the movie is or what exactly is happening there. 
it seemed to after like after having seen the movie, right, and understanding what's going on, um, I figured she was the wife of that animal prior, and that the husband, ex-husband, I guess, did something so that they ended up divorced, so that she had to find somebody, or they both had to find somebody to remarry. She remarried. He clearly did not, and she's <laughs> mad at him, and is like the fuck, dude, and he kills him. Yeah. <laughs> Who chooses to be a donkey, though, right? Like he was oh, an ass, dude. I'd he be was a donkey. an ass. <laughs> I'd be a donkey. I have a fucking collection of little donkeys over there. I'd be a fucking donkey. So, for am, sure. am I to take it that you would choose to be a donkey? Uh, no, I wouldn't choose to be a donkey. I don't know what I would. Yeah. Be. I was trying to think about that. What I would be. Yeah. So that's uh, so that was gonna be my next question. Um, but like, yeah, Landon, I kind of I agree with you. Like, I feel like it. Like that seems to be. I kind of think what the consensus mm-hmm. is online. Like, I think what people figure out. Unless Matt, you have something else. No, I think I speak. actually read that it was literally just to set the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Because it kind of does. It kind of yeah. makes the stakes, you know, you hear about this movie, like what the fuck? Oh, like people get turned into animals and then you just see a mm-hmm. fucking random lady just yeah. pull up to a fucking donkey and just blast him. You're just like, like oh, how did she know that that was shit. her? You know, that was the right <laughs> exactly. donkey. Exactly. Cause then, Cause then the other donkey like turns around like, Oh my God, are you okay? He's like, like walking towards the donkey. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah so i definitely from what i read I, from what i read it was just to set the tone so i kind of had like a biased mm. answer already in mind so so do you did you guys put any thoughts into what you animal you would want to be so one of the things that i've like heard talked about is like so again colin farrell's character is very much logical and the reason why he chooses to be a lobster is because lobsters kind of embody all the things that our society values right long life they're blue-blooded like aristocrats <laughs> you know so status <laughs> you know that's his reasoning for picking a lobster which i thought was pretty interesting or funny what do you guys value and what animal embodies that i also think it is like not what's the word not contradictory ironic that he chose a lobster because lobsters mate for life mm-hmm. but he would be a lobster <laughs> alone for life mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i think that's very much intentional right like i think that's hilarious oh and that they're fertile forever right mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, even, though, cool. even though he'll be a lobster alone like he at least can still give birth he'll be a lobster you know? masturbating whenever he wants <laughs> well, i even like the i even like uh there's a scene where the blonde haired girl is right before she's about to get turned they're asking her what she wants to do for her last day the manager the hotel manager is like you know i would recommend you choose something that you wouldn't be able to do as an animal yeah yeah or like for example having sex you'll still be able to do so i wouldn't advise that <laughs> And then she chooses to watch. What was the movie? Uh, Stand by me. Stand by me. <laughs> what a sad Damn. movie. Damn. Landon, how about you? What, what animal are we going to here? Oh, I'm basic. I would be a dog. <laughs> you're contributing I love, to. The I love dogs. I, I love you're... dogs. I'm sorry. <laughs> basic. Uh, what would I? All right, be? Matt, bring us home. What are we? What are we being? <laughs> I got. I got three options. Okay. One of them is a giraffe. Tall okay. as fuck. <laughs> right? Tall okay. as fuck. Uh, the other would probably be an elephant because yeah. why the fuck Wait, which, not? What is it? An elephant. An elephant. Okay. Uh, but the one I would probably go with is probably some sort of like fucking bird. Just be mm-hmm. free as fuck, dude. Just go wherever the fuck you want. Shit wherever you want. Like just <laughs> fucking live 
fucking life. Would you be a parrot? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're still if you you know if you're a parrot, we're still gonna hear your lisp, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't narrow it down to one. That's that's tough. Because I, I honestly I wanna say dog, but that could go so many different ways. You actually you actually said mine. Uh giraffe. Like, I would be a giraffe for sure. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Wait, why? Because we're both yellow and we both have long necks. So, like, it works. Cool. You know, I'm already being <laughs> And, like, like, who really fucks with giraffes? Like, they're, they, they just kind of mind their own business. I don't I think, think... I think lions still eat giraffes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do lions eat giraffes? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, do. Giraffes are still hunted by big <laughs> cats. Good thing, good thing I'm in Ireland, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of which, because... There were like animals in the forest that were like, yeah. "Where the fuck is that in the forest?" Like camel, camel. So I mean that that lends itself to confirming that people do get turned into animals because I think at one point, well, or they just release they just fucking release them, weird right? ass yeah, animals into right the forest. But at one point, you see the blonde girl, the mini horse that she gets turned into. She, in she the, was in the yeah, back. She was in the yeah, back with her long, beautiful hair. <laughs> yeah. Could have just. Been a, a pony. Yeah, true. That's true just, too. That's true. I'm just you know throwing it out it's there. It's not hard to procure animals. <laughs> okay. I, I I do have another one, another fun question then for you guys. What do we think the heartless girl was turned into? Someone actually said that she was the camel. I forgot the reasoning. Oh, I read it. She was the camel. Yeah, I read it, but I forgot where it was. So I can't. I can't look it up again. Fuck. I wish I. I wish I took it down. Dude, making the choice to turn her into a camel. Like, someone also said, is, uh, I think they theorized maybe she got turned into a rabbit so that she's yeah, that's the what prey. I was gonna say. Yeah, like, oh. I think, I think a rabbit because clearly rabbits are like one of the main sources of like hunt being of, of game. Rabbits you know? fuck a lot though, so she's gonna or, be, she's gonna be <laughs> getting some ass, maybe, may, maybe a bee because she, she likes to inflict pain and then once she inflicts pain, she dies. Oh, mm. perhaps. Do you think they keep their personalities? Is that was that established? It's that never it's never established. Like it it seems very much that they're they become kind of instinctual at that point. Mm. Um, it does seem like maybe they could keep their some of their traits. Like so, for example, they allude to the the brother to John right? C. Rowley's character oh. having a lisp still as a parrot. Uh, the blonde haired girl gets turned to a horse and, <laughs> and you see her hair horse has, has her, her hair. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they maybe keep some of the traits, but like you think physical traits not, only? Because those perhaps, are all physical. Yeah, maybe. Well, they also make a point to say that uh Colin Farrell's brother was balding, right? He didn't have hair in the beginning. Um <laughs> so, so I mean the dog did have hair, so I don't yeah, know, right? I don't know. One of the reasons why I would want to be a dog is so that I could just be with a, a companion. Yeah, because I would be with a human companion. That'd be great. Until someone kicks me to death. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, I'd be cool. Someone's taking care of me. We good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a a specific breed of dog? You would be. I've looked this up, (laughs) and I would be the the like my favorite dog, which is the um, West Highland Scottish Terrier. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. A good one. (laughs) Yeah, you, you most likely won't be at the pound. Yeah. No, those dogs, yeah. Those, those dogs get bought. And I'm like, an expensive dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the biggest part of this movie is the humor, right? Like, mm-hmm. Matt, you didn't mention the cinematography, and I agree with you. The cinematography beautiful. in this movie is fucking beautiful. Did you have a favorite scene? 
Because uh, there's two that come to mind just, that I really just, um, appreciate. Just shot-wise or just in terms of what it adds to the movie and, and whatnot? Maybe both. Whatever. Yeah, like, sure, why not? There was one scene in particular where it was, I think it was the loner leader just talking. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a, a shot of her. But like the bokeh, like in the background was just like <laughs> so ethereal and just like beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was like a baller ass lens choice whatever they use mm-hmm. there it just looked i don't know it, there was just something about it that just struck me for Hard those one. who don't know what bokeh is it's like yeah, what is bokeh? it's like it the looks, blur it. slightly like the blurry. bubbles <laughs> like yeah i was thinking i, I was thinking flowers <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with bukkake bokeh is, it sounds <laughs> similar wasn't background. It sounds similar <laughs> wasn't thinking that at all but now i am <laughs> And that's actually a good point. They say you can only masturbate, but they never say what you can masturbate on. <laughs> Does that count as intercourse? Wait, if if someone like prematurely ejaculated when she was just like rubbing ass on him, like grinding on him, is that punishable? Maybe, but like I feel like the maids are so good at their jobs that they can like <laughs> <I> mean, <you. laughs> they can like tell, you know. I don't know. It's premature they for feel, a reason. They it's called premature one, for a reason. One centimeter of girth or rise. Well, th- they done. couldn't masturbate. It didn't say that other people could do it for them. Right. But you have to be certified couple, Landon, because then you get moved to the double bedroom. Wait, but they can have sex with each other, right? That wasn't forbidden. Yeah, but I think that has to happen um, in the double bedroom. It can't happen before they make that mm. next step. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess um, I was I was confused about that because that the biscuits lady was yeah. like offering. <laughs> <laughs> she needed someone and to maybe, butter those biscuits. And maybe bro. that was like a desperation move, you know, to get him to like agree to be her mate like quicker. You know, it was like I would trade you sexual favors. Not you know, maybe that was still kind of that's still kind of forbidden mm. because like they make it a point to be like you have to graduate to this next step and then you go to this next step. You know, I so. thought that was her trait. That's that's what i got anal yeah i mean anal she was saying just like she was saying that yeah her husband said her penis (laughs) was saying that she was great and whatever like my defining trait is i have a beautiful smile (laughs) (laughs) oh you know what joke was really fucking funny was when they were acting the scenes this is eating without a man (laughs) 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 that shit was fucking funny (laughs) <laughs> that shit was fucking funny as fuck. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Uh, another f- funny scene that I think uh, is underappreciated is when John's first trying to impress the nosebleed girl. He goes up to her in the pool, and he's like, he he says something to her like, "Oh, you like swimming?" And then she's like, "Yeah." And then he's like, instantly just goes into doing a flip <laughs> underwater, <laughs> like total, <laughs> just trying to impress her. Oh. We've all seen that guy at the pool or whatever, right? In whatever scenario, maybe not necessarily a pool, but like you know, the guy that the show thinks off, do, the show, the show off yeah. thinks that doing this one thing is going mm-hmm. to like impress them or whatever, but it actually looks really lame. In terms of shots, I really appreciated uh, Colin Farrell taking the step during the dancing scene to walk towards the uh, the nosebleed girl to ask her to dance. It's shot in slow mo. It's shot very dramatically, you know, and it just kind of displays his determination in that moment which i thought was really you know it's just a really cool scene kind of out of place kind of it kind of just comes out of nowhere but like i thought it was really well done another scene that i thought was really well shot was the 
first hunt scene where it's all slow, just the slow motion yeah dark mm-hmm. shots and mm-hmm. i thought that was well choreographed and executed really well were the dot were the darts uh cgi in that moment in that moment it had to be right Probably. like i can't imagine coordinating that yeah um but i thought that was really well done one of my favorite scenes in the movie not necessarily a defining part of the movie but i just think kind of like layers onto the plot how these people think or like what how this world works is the scene where he is on the bus trying his best to avoid talking <laughs> to the biscuits lady That's a good and one. like him congratulating himself on like his excuse and him thinking it's a really good excuse and in her desperate to get his attention and just that whole scene and how the dialogue works in that scene i thought was just really well done landon did you have any shots that stuck out to you or any scenes that stuck out to you um the the part where they um infiltrate <laughs> the hotel um, and they're basically forcing the head of the hotel uh, couple uh, to basically say that they could live without the other. And then here, kill your spouse. And he's just like, I can do it. I'm good. I can live on my own. I'm going to kill her. And then it's like, uh, blank. And it's like, okay, now live with this choice. <laughs> it's like, damn. Does that mean they separate then? Does that mean they get divorced and they have to be and participants? I'm, 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 I'm guaranteeing that. Was Maybe they'll give them a child. They'll be fine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's the Maybe. one thing out of the ridiculous things that this movie like uh, sets forth. That's the child thing is actually the one that I think gets the point across the best. The ridiculousness of a couple mm. trying to stay together and and thinking a, a kid will save that. It's so just that. staying yeah. in, in this toxic relationship for the sake of you have a kid. I think mm-hmm. so that's the forced. one thing. Yeah, that's the one thing <laughs> yeah. I think that they like nailed in this movie. Mm-hmm. As ridiculous as it is, of like where the fuck do the kids come from? Um, yeah, I was gonna say they nailed it, I mean? but then also there's that. Question. Also, th- there is that point, <laughs> but you know, it actually it's it's more effective than the animal thing <laughs> <laughs> that they abandoned. God forbid any of us, because we're all in relationships. God forbid any of those relationships end. But how likely, if you guys were to enter the dating world again, use uh, the weight and diameter of various balls as a your uh, pickup move <laughs> such as the weight of a basketball or a volleyball <laughs> just uh, uh, you mentioning that scene really made me think of that and how funny that was and just like that's what their dinner table discussions are <laughs> colin farrell's character coming in and just trying his best to ruin it and then the little girl handing the wife a knife and asking him her to kill him <laughs> so she can go to bed. Here. I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Damn. What do you think the choice was for, uh, like... Defining traits? Defining, like, physical traits, right? So not even mm. just personality traits. The fact that a limp leg guy is like expected... Even people to be- that were born with say deformalities yeah or, why they're expected you know. to fall in love over that one common interest and, and why do you think this movie focused in on like physical like um well, yeah uh, i think it's physical. it's just a take on how as a society like um it's very superficial so there are people who like pretty people only go with other pretty people mm-hmm. you know regardless of other shit you know and i think that's a very real thing that happens right Mm -hmm. especially in our world of social media um so i think that's what pretty much that was at least from what i took from it that's a fair like yeah i think the like to what lana's saying like i think he really just wanted to like how can i make this as superficial as possible Mm -hmm. 
makes and also funny, but also like kind of just like people form relationships anyway based off of commonalities, but usually it's core values, right? So like mm-hmm. your, view on, <laughs> your, view, your view on the family dynamic, <laughs> your view on religion, you know, whatever, right? Well, like what if we remove that whole aspect and we just made it like, oh, I have a limp. which is pretty funny and then there's like that one scene where colin farrell's like trying to comfort him and he's like oh did you see that one girl that came on the bus earlier today it's like oh and he's like it's just a sprained ankle (laughs) (laughs) that was really good (laughs) you know and then that also benefits itself to like how again how the choice and how he makes them talk you know, just very straight to the point. No, no undertones, no nuance. Just this is how it is. This is how what I feel. This is what we're doing. And then that's it. You know, leaving at that. Was speed dating still a big thing during 2015? I don't remember. This is like extended speed dating. This <laughs> that hotel experience where you're just very straight to the point. Just asking rapid fire questions and just. I mean, yeah, you're expected to basically find your life partner days. within a 45 day yeah. time limit. You know, it's like speed dating plus. <laughs> which yeah. i think is interesting because even in, in the movie like people aren't really getting to know each other they're all just trying to find which common trait that they have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and so it's like you're really just 45 days of waiting till someone literally comes in with the same shit that you have yeah you gotta hope someone you know? has a fucking limp <laughs> no one's talking about anything so it, it does make you think like are all relationships in this world based off of that or like are there deeper relationships that exist you know we don't know like mm-hmm. it's implied that the manager is supposed to have a deeper relationship right with with her partner it's implied that they're the best right they they have the biggest relationship but then that quickly crumbles you know mm-hmm. but to be fair it was a life and death situation and he, he just <laughs> self-preservation chose himself, that's what this movie you know, self-preservation is about. With that, like, what would you guys give this movie on a score of one to five? One biscuit to five. One to five biscuits. <laughs> Bloody biscuits. Bloody biscuits. One to five loner bodies. <laughs> <laughs> one to five erections. <laughs> un, un, unattended to erections. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess I'll just go first because um, I think it's very obvious that I do like this movie uh, a decent amount. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite A24 movie or anything like that if we're to consider A24 a genre at this point. Um, but like um, I definitely enjoy this movie a lot. I think it's it's very thought provoking um, in a lot of ways. But also just like honestly, even if it wasn't thought provoking to me, I just think I genuinely think it's a funny movie. Like I really think this style this style of humor clicks with me you know even more so than swiss army man like i think it's funnier than swiss army man you know i just think swiss army man was a better movie but for this movie i'd give it about i'd give it a three yeah i think it's also a three for me it's just it's it's average um it did definitely make me think a lot uh and i like i said i would watch it again to kind of see more and think you know further um yeah so i think if I think three. if I think the second <laughs> half of this movie was a little bit tighter, I'd probably three. bump it up. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, three. Like, what about you, Landon? Where is there is there anything off the top of your head that you could think of that would bump it up a little bit? If it had a definitive ending, mm. like that, literally it would have been like, oh yeah, cool, so, like solid three. But for me, it's like low three. It's just a three. <laughs> so it wouldn't know? go it's not, it's not a three. three. Oh, it would just be a, a more emphatic three. <laughs> emphatic three, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. 
All right. And then Matt, what about you? Um, guess loosely comparing it to Swiss Army Man um, with Swiss Army Man. Didn't know how I felt about it with this movie. Immediately knew where it stood with me. Um, so I gave uh, Swiss Army Man a three. Uh, I think I would probably give this one a two and a half. Okay. Because it was beautifully shot and because the humor was spot on for me, it, it gave it that half point. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, a two and a half. Okay. Which, so if it had if it had that definitive ending, would that change your your rating? Depending on the ending, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say like Lenny, you're no, just saying it's... it needs to have a definitive ending. You're not saying what that ending should or shouldn't be. It could if, be a if, bad definitive ending. <laughs> if it was the ending that you wanted, <laughs> the thing is, I don't know what it's I like, wanted. Nobody knows what ending they would want from this, right? Yeah, like, that's why I wanted want him to give me one. Just give me an like, ending. <laughs> if, like, if you got like if you got like a happy ending, would you be good with that? Because it kind of defeats the purpose of the movie. You know, the movie's a tragic is kind of tragic you know so i don't know if a happy ending necessarily makes us I, mean, I don't better, think you know? a sad ending needs to or a sad movie needs to have a sad ending yeah. no one thousand percent that's kind of why i think the ending that we got kind of fits because it is just kind of in that middle you know, i guess maybe. selfishly i just wanted to see them both just be together <laughs> so you wanted the happy ending just to see how they would you wanted, life you wanted, of either, you wanted, either being a blind couple or <laughs> just him lying to her the entire time. The world, you wanted the, the you world wanted wasn't the ready to finish you off. The world wasn't ready <laughs> for a blind couple in 2015. <laughs> that was too progressive. <laughs> no blind couples, no bisexual too couples. Too yeah. happening. Uh, no, if it leaned into its weirdness more more than Ooh, the first half yeah. then mm-hmm. for sure would have gotten higher ranks but because you only yeah. get half a weird movie half a whatever rom-com <laughs> rom-com survival story whatever that is <laughs> uh, um it, it docks some points for me but i mean it's not a bad movie it's just again my issues were more so with the world and the setting but mm-hmm. the movie itself was fine for the first half mm-hmm. <laughs> so so what does that average out to man? it averages out to a 2.8 2.8 for so the slightly lobster. above average, slightly above average, which falls in line for me. Obviously, it's a little low for you, right, Austin? A little bit low. I, yeah. I said three, three, three to 3.5 range for me. I mean, not too far off, but not too far off. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Landon? Is that kind of overall makes sense? Oh, yeah. Because I, I was I was on the fence of like 2.5 to three, but I was just like, it's an, it's an average like three. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the Nosebleed A24 Club. hope you enjoyed it um as always you can find us on instagram nosebleed av club mine is nosebleed matt awesome my name is nosebleed daniel landon's is kuya.kpop i'm saying it for him this time (laughs) uh we are also again on tiktok so if you want to follow us on that do that nosebleed av club if you're listening on apple and spotify hit us with a review hit us with a follow if you're watching this on youtube hit us with a subscribe like comment um and catch us on the next one we are trying to reach 12 followers by the end of tonight so please go on and do that for us and we'll catch you on the next one thanks for watching and listening peace